Welcome to episode 29 of the Dudes Spake and Dudes podcast. This is not a podcast about analyzing unsolved murders from the Roaring Twenties, nor is it a podcast about your favorite bad movies. This is a podcast about dudes who are spanking dudes and dudes who are being spanked by other dudes. Uh, and once again, this episode is being hosted by three dudes. Hi, this is Anthony. Um, just here popping in to be a guest on this podcast. <laughs> and Jaden? Hi, my name's Jaden, and I'm back again for another episode. Welcome back, and welcome, Anthony. Uh, uh, and of course, I am your, your host, Red Spank Scott, or Hotbot Scott, or just Scott. Uh, so, as we are recording this, we are making our final preparations to start Hot Seat for Hot Seat Retreat in the beginning of March, and hopefully this will be up before Hot Seat Retreat. But before that, Anthony, introduce yourself a little, uh, a little bit. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, how you got into this baking scene. Um, well, um, first of all, I'm glad to be available to be a guest on the podcast. I am from Texas. Uh, I go by Young TX Guy 2009 on WAPS. Um, I have been into the spanking scene since, like many of y'all, uh, since a teenager, probably even earlier than that in terms of being attracted to that. Um, so yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's been a part of my life for a very long time. Well, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Um, and so let's start by just um, talking about the, the final stretch before a hot seat retreat. It's in a week and a half, right, Jaden? Anything interesting? Yeah, so we're nearing the 100 people registration mark. So it's really quite remarkable for a first year of this event. I can say that we do still have space at the Overflow Hotel. Um, which is uh, about a mile away. It's a, it's a nice Motel 6. Um, and there is space at CCBC for those that are willing to uh, rent one of the two RVs they have on site. Um, they're very nice. <laughs> they're <laughs> it gets adorable. You on, yeah, it gets you on site. Um, so those are still available at this time. Uh, as well, if you want to be even more rustic, uh, you can pitch a tent and uh, do that at CCBC. They have plenty of space for that as well. So, there are options for people to come. Of course, you can also come for the day. We expect to have uh, several people uh, from the Southern California, L.A., San Diego area coming up for day passes. Um, so I would I would think by the time we're recording the next episode, we'll probably um, have our final numbers and we'll be well over 100 people um, coming to Hot Seat Retreat. Yep. Uh, I did a quick check since it's close. There's like 10 day forecasts and temperature predictions. There are highs in the upper 70s uh, and lows in the mid 50s. So so really, really nice temperatures um, right now. Southern California is getting the rest of its rain out of the system. It was a, it was clouding a little bit, a little bit of drizzles here and there yesterday. Um, but it doesn't look like there's going to be any rain that weekend. And if it is, it'll be really, really short. Um, so, uh, yeah. And I've got right now, I've got a, a room full of, I've got all these piles of boxes of stuff, um, that'll be coming down there with me. We are ready to get going with this. 
And that leads us to our Real Dudes Spanking Real Dudes segment uh, and uh, one of the reasons why we have Anthony on here, which is some tips uh, and talking about what it's like to attend large events. Now, it's been a subject of discussion of several uh, episodes of the podcast, uh, but but uh, Anthony, you really sort of jumped into the scene last year, um, and rather than going to a lot of spanking parties uh, and then going to something big, you kind of like did some private spanking play, and then you decided to, to jump in and go to Badass Weekend in uh, Georgia last year. So what got you going with uh, thinking about attending one of these events? Yeah, so, you know, I I had been into the scene in terms of doing private play here at my, my apartment and, you know, meeting other people um, from the various apps and whatnot. But I, I had heard about Badass Weekend, and it, it's something that I knew was an event that was there. Um, it's something that kind of piqued my interest, but I, I really hadn't had the courage to to venture out and actually sign up and go. And, and 2019 was a, was a good year for me, uh, in terms of, you know, my life and the changes that I was making. And I just decided to jump in and go, um, and explore and, and see what this kind of event was like. And, and to be honest with you, it was, it was a great experience and I'm glad I did it. What did you like about it? Um, you know, as an introvert, it's it was kind of scary in the sense of going, but once I got there and I met people, um, everybody was really nice. Uh, from the time I arrived, uh, you know, checking in uh, to hanging out there with with the different groups of people, um, everybody was just very friendly, welcoming, and inviting. Um, and Never did I feel like I felt unsafe or, you know, anything like that. Everybody was just nice. Did you have some? Uh, did you have some good play there? I did. I I probably played two or three times. It's it's a it's a nice long weekend, so I I tried to space out my play uh, in terms of of receiving. Um, I it being my first time, I I really didn't feel like being a, a top in terms of of dishing it out. Um, so I, I, I bottomed, you know, my entire time there. Um, and it was, it was fun. Uh, made a lot of connections, made a lot of friends. Cool. And so then, and then you follow that up by going to Mid-Atlantic Leather, M-A-L, which is last month, which is a much, much, much bigger event. And of course it's not just faking, it's just this massive leather and fetish event so so what was that like uh yeah now mal compared to badass weekend it's it's a completely completely different beast um it's mal covers a wide spectrum of of fetish and kink play uh i I found that event to be rather overwhelming uh just because of the event venue and the amount of people that go uh it, it was just massive just huge. Yeah, I can, I can, I can imagine. Of course, uh, hot seat retreat is a little bit more on the badass weekend event, but yeah, I having been to. Is it is it like going to a pride festival except in leather? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I, 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 that's a good good way to compare it. 
Yeah. So um, what we want to look at then is tips for since you're since you're a newcomer to going to these events, um, we we wanted to you know pick your brain for kind of what you've learned. Uh, for people who might be coming to hot seat retreat for the first time or people who might be thinking of going to uh, Camp Red Tails in, you know, in July up in Northern California or thinking about going to Badass Weekend this fall. So what sort of what's the first thing that you would what's the first piece of advice you give to someone who's going to one of these things for the first time? You know, I want to start off. I, I think I would say if you're thinking about going to one of these events, I would say. Just do it. Um, <laughs> don't don't um, <clears throat> don't hold yourself back um, out of you know timidness or maybe you're a little scared or or whatever. Um, nobody's gonna bite you. Uh, I hope <laughs> they. Uh, everybody you know for the most part is like I said really nice and courteous. Um, and and go enjoy. Go enjoy being yourself uh, and enjoying your your life, your kink, your fetish. Um, that, that's the first thing I would say to people who are on the fence um, about going to an event. Now, for people that are, you know, signed up to go already and this is their first time, I'd say, again, just just go out there and do it um, and and know that there are like-minded individuals that are affirming and uh, enjoy your kinks just as much as you do. And you're going to meet some great people and you're going to learn a lot. Now you, you mentioned being more introverted. So, so what is it, how do you approach going to a new place uh, and being around a bunch of unfam- mostly unfamiliar guys uh, as, as someone who's an introvert. So, yeah, so going to Badass Weekend, I, I had to mentally prepare myself in in terms of saying, okay, I'm going to this event. I don't really know anyone uh, in terms of, you know, having actually met them in person. Um so I had to I had to mentally prepare myself and I said, okay, if this is the worst experience that I have, uh, I, I mentally prepared myself in saying, um, I'll just go back to my hotel room and just relax. I planned it as being a mini weekend vacation and I was going to have fun, whether it be socializing with people at the event or just having a mental break from from my from my regular day life um so that's kind of how i mentally prepared myself for it of course i got there i met people and i had a great time (coughs) yeah um as 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 a little bit more of an extrovert uh one of the things i notice is uh for my introverted friends uh this was very particular with badass weekend is so it could be helpful even as an introvert to connect to a couple of guys socially, not necessarily about spanking, but just sort of as sort of guys that you're comfortable with. And um, those could be people that, that know that, you know, Oh, I'm going to take, I need to take a break for a little while and, you know, regenerate. It's the thing that introverts have to do. If you're, if you like introverts, I'm an extrovert who loves introverts. 
So you kind of learn that they need to do this. And so uh, some of my more introverted friends at Badass Weekend, they would, you know, disappear for a couple of hours. I just needed to take a break, go back to the room, just be, you know, probably away from it. But they would let me know. And so we were communicating with each other. And a couple of hours right later, they're like, hey, you know, I would get a text from them. Hey, where are you at? You know, and they recharged, essentially. So having a nice little core group of people to uh that you become friends with allows you to sort of retreat and recover and you know have someone to communicate so it doesn't feel alienating it doesn't feel like you're closing yourself off because you have this kind of like little group that you're saying hey i need a break and then you can say hey i'm coming back what's going on and you don't feel like suddenly when you try to come back you're just alone in a corner somewhere um with uh for hot seat retreat one of the great things that Jaden did um is set up a, a website for us that has forums on it. So, Jaden, uh, what are what are people doing on the forums to, to kind of prepare in advance? Yeah, so um, Hot Seat Retreat has a website for advertising the event. We also have a members area, and that area is specifically for people who are registered to come, and it's to help them interact with people who are also going to the event uh, prior to and leading up to the event. Uh, there's several discussions ongoing um, regarding you know, simple logistics like getting rides to airports, um, people that are coming a day early or leaving later, um, talking about other activities that they're going to be up to. There's also some uh, planning going on about, I understand there's a discussion about a sort of fraternity pledge type scenario that's being cooked up in the last few days. Um, there's also a lot of discussion about um, role play interests. And we are actually trying with our website, we're trying to um, survey people and, and who are interested in role play um, to connect people that like the same types of scenes and have a certain time that all those people can gather if they choose to during the event. So, um, yeah, if you haven't signed up yet for the event, go ahead and sign up and get into our members area so you can start interacting with people um, leading up to the event. It'd be quite helpful especially if you don't know very many people yet. Yeah, and it's not just about, like, preparing for spankings. Like like I mentioned with the introverts, like, finding people that you can just sort of socially connect with is just a, a good way of, of feeling comfortable in the environment. And then, of course, the more comfortable you are when you're there and around these people, eventually the more comfortable you're going to be with actually playing and doing spanking stuff. So comfort first, and I guess that's an important tip. So so getting to know people. For, for those of us who are extroverts, um, we have an easier time here at the, at the start, which is, of course, be the person who introduces yourself to other people. For, for Of course, for Jaden and me, since we're hosts, you're you're all going to meet us. Anyone who's going to hot seat retreat is going to be meeting us. So so that's a that's a task that's going to be easy. But um, if you are one of the more extroverted people, um, do us all a favor and, and particularly the introverts and introduce yourselves to other people and, and, and take that that effort to um, make those connections to help those folks. And then, of course, the other thing is to remember that other people are introverts, which is how it is a thing that extroverts sometimes struggle with. Um, and that when we're dealing with an event that goes on for three days, uh, this is a little bit different from an afternoon or an evening party. 
Um, there are going to be people who just need to take breathers now and then are, and are not going to be on 24-7. <laughs> Whereas, like, I'm wandering around. I would wander around um, the resort at Badass Weekend looking for my friends. I'm like, oh, I guess I needed to take a break. I'm like, all right, and I'll go hang out uh, and find other people to chat with. And then, and on top of that, for, for extroverts, uh, make these sort of no-pressure introductions, I guess is what I'm calling them. You're introducing yourself to someone to make them feel comfortable. It's not necessarily about um, uh, immediately seeing if they're interested in spanking play. Um, so so use, use those skills you have as an, extro, as an extrovert to make people feel comfortable before you start seeing if they, they'll go over your knee or if, if you can go over their knee. So uh, let's talk about, you know, actual play a little bit. Uh, what sort of tips about, about um, talking to someone for actual spanking play? So for me, what I, what I did, what I found really helpful uh, as I was there at the event was, you know, of course, meeting people is always a challenge. And then trying to connect and say, hey, I would like to get spanked. Um, how do you, you know, how do you best go about that? You know, it's, it's, you're meeting people for the first time. Uh, you haven't had a chance to really connect with them. So what I found helpful for me was just approaching, uh, individuals that I was interested in, in playing with and just saying, Hey, if you're interested in doing a scene, um, let me know and we can hang out later. Um, so it opened up the dialogue. It showed that I had interest in, playing and it gave them an opportunity to say sure let's maybe play later or uh or not it it, it left the door open it it minimized the impact of rejection uh but you left for me it left the door open for for a scene to play later uh, Jaden, what about you? Because you're, you and I are both a bit more experienced. But uh, talk a little bit about um, how you actually make connections for scenes. Yeah, so I, I'm kind of in the middle, I guess. In life, in general, I'm more of an introvert. I definitely sort of stay in the background more. I let people come to me. Um, <laughs> when it comes to a spanking event, I am a sort of a closet extrovert because I really am wanting to spend as much time as possible meeting people and going out of my way to introduce myself. And, but I would say that for somebody coming that doesn't know anybody, one thing you have to be aware of is these events have been going on for many years. So Badass Weekend will be its 11th year this year. Uh, Camp Red Tails, I believe it's 26th. <laughs> so when you go and, and you're brand new, you arrive and you probably notice right away that there are groups of people that know each other that haven't seen each other, you know, since the last go round and they are kind of busy interacting with each other. So that can be a little off putting to a new person that is introverted. Um, and that's a bit how I felt. I think the first time I went to badass weekend where I was sort of an outsider, I didn't know very many of the people. Um, cause there wasn't at that time, there wasn't very much overlap between, um, the West and East coast spanking scenes. There wasn't as much as there is now. So, you do, even as an introvert, I think you have to put yourself out there. You have to push that boundary of your comfort zone um, to make, you know, to, to go and introduce yourself. And 
you know, you can get a sense fairly quickly if, if people are warm to that or cold to that, and, and then you can adjust accordingly. And the great thing about these events uh, is there's there's lots of people. So if you kind of get a, a, a cold reception <laughs> with one, you know, circle of people, you can you can just move on. And so that that's my advice to people is is really put yourself out there. Um, take a little bit of risk, you know, to, to see what's there, you know, whether there's some potential to connect with people socially and or, you know, for play and, um, you know, ask for what you want. You really you really do have to if, if you go with, you know, the entire weekend hoping that something's going to happen and you don't do anything about it. Um, you can be very disappointed when you leave. And, you know, that that's a real shame because sometimes it just takes that, you know, I would like to do this. <laughs> It's a risk. You put it out there and the person can, you know, it's a yes, no binary kind of response you're going to get. But um, at least when you do that, you have, you know, you have a, a, a chance of getting what, what it is you want. Yeah. If you don't do anything, you, your chances of getting it are probably close to zero. <laughs> and uh, these events are only a finite amount of time. So you do have to um, say to yourself, like, OK, I don't want to be. I don't want everyone to be packing up and saying their goodbyes uh, when I finally have the confidence to ask for, you know, to play with somebody or, or something like that. So it's my yeah. advice. Yeah. Um, I want to give a little bit of advice in particular for, for um, bottoms who might be newbies coming to this event. Um, so for, for a lot of bottoms, the enjoyment of this making experience is um, the top, of course, taking control. And to the point that um, there's the fantasy of the top coming and getting them for a spanking, and, you know, rather than asking. Um, that doesn't when it's when it's a top you don't know. Uh, a top certainly may kind of come to you and ask you, you know, if you're interested in an event. But if a top doesn't know you, they are not going to a, a good top is not going to come and try and pull that fantasy off on you with no knowledge of it. And what can happen for some bottoms is like, oh, I wish some, you know, it's like the, the girl who waits for the boy to ask her to dance. You know, oh, I wish some top would come in. You can ask to uh, ask for a spanking um, as a bottom. Um, and you should. You should definitely let a top know that you want to be spanked. Um, because tops tops can go through the same you know fear of rejection as same same worries about rejection as bottoms do, and tops you know particularly experienced tops um, who are careful and knowledgeable don't want to overly pressure bottoms because you know connection you know the whole thing about connections being important. So if you're a newbie bottom, if you have that fantasy of the top is coming to grab you, that's not a good way of approaching a first spanking with someone. Now, once they get to know you, now you know I've talked about this in the podcast. Um, they'll come and grab you. You know, they, they you can develop that relationship, and you can let him know, hey, I would love it. You know, and I do. I actually do this now as a bottom. Um, if there's a top that I have good connections with, I tell them, you don't have to ask me anymore. You can come get me and tell me you're giving me a spanking. And in fact, there are a couple of guys who are coming to hot seat retreat. I've told this too, and it'll probably probably happen. Um, but it happened because I bought them from them before. They know me now. They're comfortable. They know my limits. They, you know, they know, they, they know I could take it. They know they enjoy spanking me. Um, and I do that too as a top. There are a couple, there are several bottoms now that are in my, my stable of bottoms where I just go and say, Hey, you want to play? 
I go over there and I grab him by the ear and pull him over and spank him. Uh, and it's a wonderful hot fantasy that they get to experience that comes from the time frame. So don't expect that to happen on Thursday. Um, so, but when you start talking to these guys on Thursday, if you have some light play, um, you get to know them, you have a good relationship, talk to them. Maybe Saturday night, you, they may surprise you. The top might surprise you by, by taking you by, by the ear or the neck or the hand and taking you over to the spank, over to their room or to the spanking area and putting you over their knee. Um, and that kind of actually leads to the next tip, which is, it's a long event, uh, and don't take it to 100 on Thursday. Um, how long was, how long was, uh, MAL? Was it like three days? Yeah, I think, I think MAL it's almost like three days. Yeah. Yeah. Almost four days because a lot of people arrive on Thursday now. <laughs> yeah. And the same with in badass weekend, it was, you know, it starts on Thursday evening, but people are like arriving on Wednesday and leaving on Sunday. It's very, it's the same model for for hot seat retreat or hot seat retreat is the same model as Badass Weekend as far as you know the time frame. Um, if you Thursday night you you get a super super heavy duty beating, um, or if you give out a super heavy duty beating, it's going to make it much harder for the bottom to enjoy himself. Um, get lots of sessions the rest of the weekend um, if you are a bottom. Now, of course, if you're a very, very experienced bottom and you can handle it, and I know some bottoms who are like that, um, sure. But even then, because <laughs> think about your tops a little bit. Like uh, if your ass is completely wrecked by Sunday, bottom, your tops are going to be I, – I feel I, – I love blistering someone's ass. But it does get to a certain point where I kind of feel nervous about spanking a top or spanking a bottom if it's if it's so super 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 hardcore bruised and battered um i love how it looks but i'm like i want to just sort of like look at it and enjoy it and taking it even further is a little bit makes makes me a little bit nervous because I'll, I'll end up keep checking on them repeatedly to make sure that they're okay um so so, so take it a little slow as a top take it a little slow um and of course, because you will <laughs> tops, you'll wear out your arms, and we joke about it, but it's true. Um, especially if you like paddles, something like paddles, like I do, uh, because there's like a vibration when you when you whack a butt with it. There's sort of a vibration in your wrist, and you'll get tennis elbow um, at the by the end of badass weekend. As a, both a top and a bottom, I'm not sure which was more sore because uh, <laughs> I gave a lot of. A lot of paddling, and I received a lot, and, and both my both my wrist and my ass were, were killing me by the end there. Yeah, I, I can I can confirm that um, tops do burn out as well. <laughs> um, I, I've been turned down by tops towards the end of events before, and I was like, "Whoa, really?" <laughs> yeah. um, but not not because they didn't like me, but because they were they were just done. They were exhausted. And yep. so, it, yeah, again, if, if you're if you're interested in playing with somebody, particularly if they're like a, a popular player in that event, um, ask early. <laughs> Don't wait. Yep. Colby. Colby's going to be there. So so get in there if you if you and he loves actually and Colby Colby prefers hand speaking. So that is a, be a great. We're all going to we're all going to gang up on Colby on Thursday night and make him spank us all. Um, <laughs> and uh, and since he loves doing it by hand, you know, um, but yeah, it's. It, it can be a little bit rough. So again, as a top, 
pace it out. Uh, not only are you saving your bottoms uh, and making sure that your bottoms can continue to play, it makes sure that you can continue to play. It just also makes it easier for guys who are into straps and straps because they're a little bit less of, um, if you know what you're doing, uh, there's less wear and tear on the top uh, giving a strapping as opposed to giving a paddling um, or, or a hands, definitely a hands making. So uh, let's talk about um, the, the the awkward sort of discussion that comes up now and then, and that is giving and dealing with rejection. Um, and it's one of the situations where most people deal with it just fine. It's, uh, it's a little bit disappointing, like if someone that you are interested in is not interested in you. I mean, it's always disappointing. Um, but because, again, because of the nature of spanking, you may end up being rejected just because someone's exhausted. Uh, but when someone isn't interested in you or when you're not interested in someone, what's the best way to, first of all, what's the best way to politely reject someone? So I, I think the way I handled rejection, um, I, I tried and like, like you said, none of us like rejection. I tried to minimize it by the way I approached people in terms of just opening the door and letting them walk through it uh, in terms of if they wanted to have a scene with me or not. Um, in terms of how I dealt with, you know, rejecting people, um, I try and keep in mind that people are people are people, people have feelings um, and be kind, be direct um, and, and be honest. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not interested, um, but, you know, also be kind. That doesn't mean that you can't be friends. It just means you're not interested in having a scene. Uh, we all have different uh preferences and desires and you know you're not going to be compatible with everybody yeah um an important thing to remember your value as a person is not connected to whether or not somebody is sexually excited by you um it happens a lot i think with gay men in general it happens a lot with the way that sometimes some men the way that some men treat some women um in heterosexual culture is that we sort of overly value someone on the basis of that sexual chemistry. And so it, I always find it strange when someone is simply unable to talk or be friends or interact with people on the fetish scene unless they're interested in them. And I, I'm not sure why that is, but it's it's a barrier in which you realize if you're someone who does this, this is a barrier for yourself. Like it's not a barrier for the rest of us. Like, we're all going around being friends with each other. And, like, I am friends with so many guys in the spanking scene that some of them I've done spank, I've tried to do spanking play with, and it just turns out that we're not compatible. But I'm friends with them. And, you know, I, I've mentioned this, like, I don't know, a dozen times. And it's because there's still people, you know, they're, they're, they're not less interesting because I don't want to spank them or be spanked by them. Uh, same goal, Same holds for all the rest of us. Um, and I don't, don't be that guy who can't deal with being told no. Um, and, and, and most people are fine. There's always that one guy and, and, uh, and it's, it's sometimes it's a top, sometimes it's a bottom, 
but there's always that one guy and and don't be that guy um the the other thing is uh be except no and it, so two there, there's two parts of this here um sometimes people change their mind and sometimes it's a matter of getting to know you better uh this happens to be a lot particularly at the bottom um which is the initial i don't feel like so, that there's an initial chemistry uh once i meet someone um but as i get to know them a little bit better uh I start thinking about them a little bit more and it may be, it may be a couple of hours. And the funny thing is like, uh, this happened to the last badass weekend where is I didn't start thinking about the idea of bottoming for uh, a couple guys until, um, uh, the middle of the night and I couldn't sleep. And I was like, I was just a bad, and I realized I was just thinking kind of, my mind was thinking through the process of bottoming for them. And essentially my mind was creating the chemistry that didn't seem to be there at first. Uh, on the other hand, the flip side of that is don't keep bugging people who tell you no. Um, so, so people, you know, being if you if you want to be friends with someone who tells you no, um, be friends with them, and and maybe they will change their mind. Maybe you will develop that chemistry, but be comfortable with the fact that you might not develop that chemistry. So, um, have have either of you ever had a problem with? someone say no to you or have either of you had a problem when you've said no to someone i haven't had any issues with someone being persistent uh and you know not taking rejection well so i've, I've been rather fortunate uh in terms of of not having that problem um so no okay what about you Jaden? yeah um it's been a long time since i dealt with that um, I think when I first came into the scene and was attending Moonburn regularly, um, th there was an experience I remember feeling not good about um, in that somebody was was kind of harassing me, um, wasn't taking, you know, no's or the cues that I wasn't interested. Um, and that's that's a very uncomfortable feeling um, to be in a place where you're supposed to relax and enjoy. And um, so but I, what I would add is that the community is incredibly protective of its members. And if there is somebody, and as Scott said, it's, it's usually just that 1% or maybe even less than 1% of, of the guys that sort of come through the scene um, that's not treating people with respect and, and is you know, essentially harassing them, um, those people are not welcome. So you don't see them back at parties or events. Um, because if they behave like that, and, and typically it is sort of that, that newcomer, the, the fresh meat or whatever, so to speak, that they go after. And, and yeah, that it's, it's hard on, on those new people, but they also see the value of um, being part of the community because they are sort of protected by that collective greater good. Yep, yep. We will have a set of rules. Uh, we do have a set of rules, and they'll be handed out to everyone who attends Hot Seat Retreat. And if people violate them, they will be asked to leave. Um, if you, if if someone is bothering you um, and are not accepting no for an answer, uh, definitely come and find me, find uh, Jaden, find our other host Doug. Um, go to the front desk. Um, I'll be I'll be because I have like a walkie-talkie, I guess. So I'll be in communication with the front desk people. So if there's a problem, uh, they'll be alerting me. Um, and I don't say that to scare anyone. I don't think we've ever had I um there have been incidents like you said, but I don't think anything that that horribly uh over the top. 
um, and we certainly don't want to, to, to tell you that, you know, tell anyone that there's anything scary about this event, but we've all dealt with, we've all dealt with it as gay men of, of the one guy, the one guy who's just won't leave you alone. Um, yeah, something else I, I want to mention too, that, that I'm working on personally. So, you know, when you're, when somebody asks you to play and in that moment, you're, you're really just not feeling it. Something that is we're all, I think many people are just tempted to say is not right now. <laughs> so I do that a lot. And but before you say that, you really have to think, OK, am I telling this person the truth? If, if you don't think that you're ever going to be interested, then I, I, I really believe you have to um, be honest with them and, you know, start off by saying, you know, you seem really nice. And, uh, you know, thanks for I appreciate, you know, you coming and asking, um, but I'm, I'm really not interested um, that's, you know, hard to say, but you have to consider that the person had taken the courage to come and ask you. And I think that you need to find the courage to be honest, um, when you answer them. So if, if you're telling somebody maybe later and you mean maybe never, <laughs> that's kind of dishonest. And it also invites them to come and ask you again and again, if you keep saying that. So just, just something to keep in mind if you're, um, if you're, uh, interacting with people in that kind of scenario, as far as, yeah, as far as like asking people, um, when I got started in the scene in my early 30s, I met somebody who was quite influential in sort of my, you know, dating or, or you know, hookup type um, experiences. And something you just said to me is that if you don't ask, the answer is already no. So as far as handling rejection, I just say to myself, you know what, I might get rejected, but if I don't go out there and ask, then I've already decided the answer. And so you have a better chance of a yes if you just take the risk. And um, and usually people are are respectful and they're they're not. You don't get a, a hell no. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you do <laughs> and, and the, you just have to move on from it. Yeah, and, and the 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 funny thing about it is that fundamentally it's the same level of disappointment. So like if you don't ask, you're going to be disappointed that you didn't play with this person. So if you ask and he tells you no, you're going to be disappointed that you didn't play with this person. So the disappointment. So like, but if if he says yes, then you won't have that disappointment. So so if you don't ask, you're also just accepting that level of disappointment up front anyway. So there's no reason not to. So let's talk about uh, avoiding assumptions. Uh, so it, is this is this again something that we talk about in the podcast periodically? But so we all have we're all into spanking and impact play, but how it plays out it is in a lot of different ways. So don't uh, come into uh, an assumption when you're arranging for play with someone that you don't know um, about how the seed should play out. Uh, communicate. It's, it's, this is just a constant regular reminder. Um, you know, if you are a daddy style or school teacher top or, or one of, you know, if that sort of role play is important to you as a top, um, you want a bottom that will play along or at least who's, you know, comfortable with that kind of play. Um, one of the biggest barriers for me into bottoming more, and I'm getting better and better at doing this, is that I can't really role play as a bottom. Like when I get into my mindset, when I get into my headspace as a bottom, I actually like to, you know, I'm very sort of hardcore encouraging. Um, I, I'm never going to apologize. Like, you know, I, I'm never going to say that I'm a naughty boy. I'm never going to 
I'm, I'm never, I, I might, well, I mean, you know, I'll probably beg for it to stop if it goes hard enough, but I mean, I'm never going to be that kind of bottom. And so what I've been better at like learning to keep my mouth shut, I guess. I mean, not try and break. So, so if a top, if a top wants to play out that fantasy um, on his end, I'm trying to get better at letting the top do that and do the best I can to um, like keep the, I, I kind of do this weird sort of masculine growling um, when I get in my, when I get into the zone as a bottom, which can be off-putting if your if your fantasy is that I'm a school teacher and you're a naughty boy, um, <laughs> but otherwise, you know, most guys and other there are other tops who enjoy that. Um, so, but don't make assumptions about how the experience is going to be. I I would add just um, don't make us you know don't make assumptions. Uh, if if you see someone and their style and you think, oh my gosh, I could never handle that type of scene. You're, you're assuming that he spanks someone um, like that all the time. Uh, I mean, you make a whole bunch of assumptions. And you have to remember that these people have maybe played before. Yeah. And if they haven't played before, they have communicated their expectations of what they want a scene to be. And so what you communicate to a top or or a bottom or whatever you're you're trying to accomplish in a scene, I mean each scene is is different because um, each person is different. Um, so don't assume that you're going to get that same thing um, because everyone's different. Yeah, I love I love raising hell on an ass that can take it, and and when I could take it, I love hell being raised on my ass, and so. People, this happens a lot at Moonburn. People will see me playing with some of my more experienced bottoms, and they're like, "I don't know if I could." Think I was like, "Oh no, no, no! I, I, I'm not going to do that to you. I just, we just met. There's absolutely no way I'm going to do that level of punishment to you." Um, and so we work that out, and we get to know them. Um, if you are just generally inexperienced as a bottom um, or a top, I keep doing this. We all do this, but there, as as fetishes are essentially coming out of the closet or, you know, being more um, prevalent and culturally acceptable, um, we're seeing, you know, more and more guys who are, you know, at younger ages who are coming out and realizing that they're, they're really, they really fantasize about being tops. Um, and it's okay to do that at a young age. Um, and so if you're inexperienced, of course, you want to mention that so that uh, we can make adjustments there. If you know, if you are an inexperienced top, we have tons of very experienced bottoms who are actually very good teachers, um, especially if you're into something like the strap and the strop and the belt. Um, we're going to have several experienced strappers and strappers. Um, Daddy Vegas is going to be there. He's been on a couple of our podcast episodes and he's an excellent he's excellent with the belt. And so he can teach you how to use the belt. He could teach you how to, you know, if, if you want to take the belt. Um, and there are also plenty of experienced bottoms there who can uh, tell you if you're using an implement properly when you're disciplining them. Um, so, uh, and then listen, and, and uh, it's not all about, so because this is such a long weekend, the, uh, the next tip I want to say is, it's not all about spanking. Uh, it's not all about fetish play. It's a long weekend. And so one of the things you can do is just, just, um, 
socialize. Um, we've got dinners planned. We've got we've got a barbecue planned. Um, we've got a game night. Well, actually, the, the game night is faking themed, but you know we've got these social activities. It's Palm Springs. A lot of y'all haven't been to Palm Springs before. I know a couple of folks are planning on going up. You know, there's a tram that goes up. Palm Springs is in the desert surrounded by mountains and there's like this tram that goes up the side of this mountain i've been up there and you know and you can look down on on the flat desert and see how beautiful it is um there's shopping there is a couple there's a um there because because palm springs has such a significant uh gay community um there are fetish there are a couple of fetish shops uh and we actually put our posters up in there uh, so if you need implements, if you need gear, if you need jock straps, um, there are a couple of shops in Palm Springs that uh, you guys can carpool down to and go shopping. They have like all the all the sexy jock straps, and if you want a harness, uh, they do have some spaking and paddling and you know uh, equipment available for sale. So there's a, a lot of stuff in there's shopping. There's actually there's like a shopping plaza between the overflow hotel and ccbc so so not far away you know you're not you're not in the middle of nowhere well you are actually in, you are literally in the middle of nowhere at palm springs but <laughs> palm springs has a lot of stuff there and so you can relax uh, uh, by the pool socialize we're doing our best to be social lubricants um if you want me to introduce you to somebody come and get me and i'll introduce you to somebody um, so yeah, did you guys, did you, when you went to, uh, uh, when you went to MAL, did you do any other sort of social activities? Um, so when I went to MAL, I, I packaged it up as an entire mini vacation, just like when I went to Badass Weekend. So, uh, I hung out with friends, went to dinner, went to bars, saw a few museums, uh, for the MAL weekend. Uh, for Badass Weekend, I, I was dead set that, you know, it's also a mini vacation. I'm going to relax. Um, I enjoyed the bar there. I enjoyed the club, um, meeting the staff, meeting other people. Um, enjoyed quite a bit of time in the hot tub to unwind. So that was really nice. And then um, that kind of leads to our, I think, our last, our, our last tip on these events. And that is just kind of responsible behavior. Um, in other words drinking um and drugs which is not to avoid it entirely but be responsible um we have there is a there is a bar on, at ccbc and at our events uh there we will we'll be doing for for people who are attending ccbc who have registered uh for our our receptions and dinners and barbecues uh we will have some a couple uh drink tickets for some free beer and wine i think one we're going with one ticket per event but you can also purchase beer and wine and cocktails um be responsible um if you get so getting too drunk has certain causes problems well first of all you know getting drinking can loosen your inhibitions which can be good particularly if you're deeply introverted if you're shy and you're nervous um, so there are some guys who like alcohol to help them more comfortable with taking a spanking. Um, and that, that's perfectly fine. Of course, alcohol has biological effects in the bottom on the body. And, you know, of course, and we know about being drunk, of course, but it also impacts 
think like your blood vessels in your body. And so if you've ever seen like those frat pictures, frat hazing pictures where some some frat boys, some frat pledges bottom is absolutely destroyed after taking some paddle swats. Part of that is because they're also been, they've also been drinking heavily. Um, and it, it increases the likelihood that you're the, the amount of damage, you know, you may if you get too drunk, um, you, you may end up getting more hurt or, or more damage from taking a spanking. And as a top, of course, it affects your judgment. It affects your um, your aim. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's just if you get too sloshed, uh, people are going to be comfortable playing with you. Let's just put it that way. I, I'm certainly if someone is is someone is super, super drunk. I am certainly not going to either top or bottom for them. Um, so just kind of be a little bit careful. Like some of the bad experiences or some of the awkward things that have happened uh, at some of these events involve someone who's a little bit too drunk. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then, of course, you know, other drugs. Um, so, so CCBC uh, has a rule of, of, of no drugs, uh, no drugs in public spaces. Uh, so, so recreational marijuana, of course, is legal in California and in Palm Springs, and there are stores, and they even advertise uh, there. There are marijuana dispensaries, I believe, in the the gay uh, the gay guides that will be hopefully, if they have arrived, uh, that will be handing out to you to people who arrive. But the rule is essentially no drugs in the public spaces at CCBC. Uh, no smoking, no pot in the public spaces of CCBC. So take that for what it means, <laughs> and that is that is listed among our rules. But so just generally, just be responsible, people, um, because people want to play with you. People want to be comfortable around you, and if you're not responsible, people won't be comfortable around you. So uh, with that, anything else that we would like to add? Um, we do want to talk to uh, about about this before we move on because we do have a nice, fun little fantasy life uh, of spanking subject. Anything, Jaden? You want to add? No, I think you. Uh, I think we covered the topic quite well. So yeah, get out there, go to events, and ask people to, you know, explore the fantasies you have. Yeah. So speaking of that, and actually, here's a fantasy that you might not think you can explore, but um, it will be at it will be at hot seat retreat. And so, um, Anthony, uh, you and I share a wonderful fantasy of, uh, and that involves spanking machines. Yeah. So, uh, I just recently learned this about you. Um, and it's, it's funny that we, we just kind of hit that off. I enjoy sci-fi type, uh, fiction for my kink. Um, and I have two stories that I, that stick out as, stories on melspank.net um and they both involve spanking machines um and it's i just find it really really hot so what are the stories first of all and and, and what what about those stories and, and how the spanking machines tell us tell us about it so uh the first story is it's it's just called school spanking machine by boy spanker and, and it's uh about a boy who gets sent to the office to get paddled um, and, but this time the, uh, the principal says, you're not getting the regular paddle. You're getting put into the spanking machine. 
And I, I just find it really, really hot in the sense that, you know, spanking machines in, in fiction, it's you're going to receive it. Uh, you're going to receive the discipline. It's going to be merciless. Um, you're going to be restrained and you're going to take it until it's complete. Uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. So that's that's one of them. What's the other one? Um, so the other one that uh, I really enjoy, it's called The Prison Spanking Machine by Eric on MailSpank.net. And this one is about a prisoner who escapes uh, and he's caught again and he's brought back to the prison to be put into the prison spanking machine uh, because he escaped and that is his punishment. And in this particular story, he is required to push a button that administers his spanking and he is spanked uh, repeatedly. Uh, and if he doesn't complete the spanking within a certain amount of time, he is given additional penalty strokes and it, 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 it's, I just find it really, really hot. Um, just because it involves bondage, uh, the heartlessness of the spanking and penalties. It's, I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, there's a, there's a, I've, I've always been fond of the concept of spanking machines and there's the, the element of, yeah, the bondage, the restraint, the heartlessness of it. So if you're, if you, I've always fantasized about particularly sadistic punishment, you know, um, really, really, really hard spankings. And, uh, you know, and even, you know, and it's not entirely realistic. Spanking machines are not entirely realistic. And in fact, you know, some of this stuff can, that's in stories, if they were to exist and they were real, could potentially actually be particularly dangerous um, if they were real. And that's why they're fantasies and that's why they're stories. But um, yeah, a machine doesn't care about safe words. You know, a machine, uh, you cannot negotiate with a machine. Um, it is so, so it is an ultimate expression of sadism. Um, it's this, I like it when, you know, there are these massive contraptions um, that can, uh, it's a great way to do sort of a, what in, in my fiction, because I've written for MailSpank.net, um, for those who have, haven't listened to our older episodes, um, in episode uh, number six of Dudes Spank and Dudes, um, I and Krupp uh, Soup Goblin, who is also a spanking fiction writer, we both talk about a lot of our, a lot of the stories that we've uh, written for MailSpank.net uh, ourselves. Um, I love spanking machines where you have, you know, you can put a bunch of like this, this large contraption where you can put multiple guys in. So you can spank all of these guys at once, these big BP. It's also by a, a way of doing um, role reversal. Um, it's one thing to have, you know, these the boys and that, of course, is a fantasy, a perfectly valid fantasy. I, of course, fantasize about spanking really big muscular guys and a gigantic spanking machine. Um, that restraints is a way of making that seem possible. You know, like these these giant massive bodybuilder types, you can't really put them over your knee. Um, so if you want to do a particularly sadistic scene where they can't escape, um, a spanking machine is a way to do that. They're, they're stuck. Um, I love putting movement and motion into it, um, things like carousels. And that came from a, a, the inspiration was from 
as a kid, you know, we talk about this throughout is this sort of what influences our fantasies is while our interest in spanking doesn't really originate from our childhood experiences, fetishes are a little bit more complicated, but our fantasies definitely relate to how we interact or perceive spanking when we're younger. And I've mentioned how cartoons, how um, my interactions with spankings came a lot uh from from cartoon representations and there were a couple of cases in cartoons when i was you know a kid gen xer that there was this sort of machine sort of uh thing in spanking there was one in a tom and jerry cartoon there's a very famous uh i've mentioned on here several times very famous disney three little pigs cartoon involving spanking machines uh with two of the little pigs getting getting hairbrushed in a very intense automated very, very intense, um, surprisingly, shockingly intense for a cartoon um, spanking. So if you if you have spanking machine fantasies, it may feel like, well, that's a fantasy that I can I can never achieve. Um, but there are there are attempts at creating spanking machines in real life. It's difficult and complicated, um, and part of it is because really. Um, the way that it is hard to explain the physics of it. Maybe we should get a physics expert to talk about the physics of spanking for an episode. Um, <coughs> it doesn't, you know, you're, you're making adjustments when you're, when you're hitting people um, that a machine can't make, of course. And that's part of the fantasy, but it also means that it's really weird um, that, you know, uh, can a spanking machine create the experience of a warm up, you know, or not. And part of the fantasy is that they don't, there's, you know, that's the whole thing about this. You know, it's just super intense. It is punishment. Um, uh, but we do have, uh, I do have a, a, a spanking friend, a spanking buddy who has a spanking machine that he brought to one uh, moon burn. Um, I took a couple swats from it. It was an interesting little experience. He is bringing it with him to hot seat retreat. So... I am going to give it a try. So I'm going to to if if it if we can get it if make if we've got room space and it's working if it shows up, I am going to put myself in that spanking machine and and, and see how things go. I'm not sure what it's going to be like, uh, but I'm putting it out here on the podcast right now. There will be a spanking machine at Hot Seat Retreat. So if you have fantasies about spanking machines, uh. And you're at hot seat retreat. Here's your chance. Of course, you know you may discover that it's not what you think, and that's what happens with fantasies. So I'm super jealous that you're going. <laughs> I, I would love to see this contraption and and try it out. Unfortunately, I won't be attending this event. Yeah. So I'll see. Like I'll I'll see, uh, and I'll, I'll fill everyone in. So we'll do. Of course, you know the next episode of the podcast is going to be all about what happens at hot seat retreat and, and how things went out. So, so if I, if, if things work out or things don't work out, I'll, I'll fill, I'll fill everyone in on how the spanking machine worked out for me. Um, Jane, anything, anything, any thoughts from you about spanking machines? I know you're more of a domestic discipline gentleman. Any, any spanking machine stories that turn you on? Yeah. I, I remember having fantasies about kind of like reformatory situations um for you know for adolescents or or young adults and that sometimes included things like that or included a a computer program where you would 
you know, you would input sort of what they did and it would automatically kind of decide what they were going to get. Um, I always found those oh, yeah. scenarios kind of hot because it was sort of left up to a machine to decide your fate. Yeah, it's a nice interaction. Like for for if for people who have the more judicial disciplinary, there is a there is a nice sort of inter intersection there, um, because again, you know, it's computerized justice. Say, you know, this is what you do. I I when I in my writing, I am a, a, because I because of my very sadistic, nasty, bullying fantasies. It is more about like. Um, like spake bots being used as as hunting machines to to track <laughs> track people down and you know the I I'm more of the Terminator as a spaking machine. <laughs> I want I want that movie. I I want that movie Terminator Terminator Six, especially because like Jake Courtney is in that movie and I want to spake him. So we need the we need a term we need Terminator bots that go around spaking spaking guys instead of killing them. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so with that, I guess that's a, a good way to wrap up. So spanking machines are awesome. Um, I love them. They're also a great way. They're also a great way for variety in storytelling and spanking stories, which is difficult. Um, uh, there's storytelling, spanking storytelling can kind of end in the sort of sameness of of experience after experience uh, when you're talking about over the knee spakings. It's a, a nice way to inject a very sort of different spaking experience. Um, and so your eyes don't glaze over. Um, even if you're enjoying the experience, like once you start reading stories, if they all start feeling the same, it's kind of like, it's kind of like spaking porn where it's like, Oh, okay. The spaking is turning me on, but you know, it does sort of start all feeling like every spaking porn video is the same. So whenever you're experiencing something that's really different, it's like, Oh, okay. And you, you pay closer attention to it. Um, so it's a, a, a nice little, Nice little piece of variety. Um, so with that, I think we're going to wrap up this episode. Uh, I want to thank uh, Anthony for being on the podcast. Anthony, how do folks get in touch with you again if they're interested in talking to you about, you know, spanking machines or, or hooking up with you in Texas? Um, so, yeah, I'm on WAPS as YoungTXGuy2009. Um, so I can be reached there. Feel free to send me a message and you know, if you have any questions about attending events, you know, I'd be more than happy to to speak with you about it. Okay. And um, Jaden, of course, uh, where do folks leave, uh, uh, connect with you? Yeah. So my profile is WAPS, W-H-A-P-P-Z. Um, I'm on WAPS, I Spank Those Hookups, Recon, um, Sell Spanking, and spank, uh, Spanking Tube. <laughs> um, my Spanking Tube name is a bit different. It's WAPS app. Oh, Okay. And I am, of course, on, oh, I am Red SPK Scott on Spank This, Red Spank Scott on Recon Scruff Tumblr, um, and then I'm also Hotbot Scott on Spank This and Recon, and that's my bottom side, uh, if you, <laughs> my ass, uh, if you, if you want to, you can contact me on any of those. Um, I will just put it out there that I have not really gotten any questions recently from folks. If you, if you have any questions that you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, please feel free to hit me up. We haven't had any in a couple months. Um, so if there are issues you'd like us to talk about, I'd like to hear it. Um, so with that, uh, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Jaden. Um, Jaden, I'll see you in, oh my God, a week and a half. 
Um, and I'll see a bunch of you guys out there as well. Uh, we'll have lots of fun and uh, we'll have a follow-up uh, in our next podcast episode. Thanks. Goodbye, everyone.